0: been a real collaborative effort on our part to give ourselves um, the most equality we can in our relationship. And, you know, we thankfully for me, you know, I and my husband, we both care about each other. You know, we both really want each other to have a great experience as parents and professionals. So we give each other a lot of grace. I really struggled at different points with that because I would wonder, you know, what does this mean for me as a professional that I want to be home more? You know, not just that I'm overwhelmed, you know, with work, but that I really want to be home more, you know, my son, what does this mean for me? Like, what, what does this say about me as a professional? You're gonna need a little bit of help and it's okay to take some help, you know, it's okay to share the responsibilities with your spouse or to hire outside help if you can, or to rely on family.
1: Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Today with me, I have Candace who is the founder of The Mom at Law, and she's also a, an attorney. And I'll let her introduce herself because she is um, she's one amazing mama. She started The Mom at Law on Instagram and um, on all sorts of various platforms, and it's grown rapidly, and she offers a lot of advice to career women, working women, women that are lawyers. Um, she also writes for various magazines and various websites, The Fairy God Boss, Motherly, Scary Mommy, and she also writes for Mother Honestly. So if, if you've read some of her articles that have gone viral on Mother Honestly, um, you definitely know her. Well, welcome, Candace and it's so nice to have you on this podcast. It's, we've been trying to get you on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's really great to be
0: on, and I do love Mother Honestly. Um, So I'm really glad to be here. Thank
1: you. So so tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? How did you, what made you, what possessed you to try to become a lawyer?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I didn't always know that I wanted to be a lawyer. I kind of, um, I had a, you know, working class upbringing. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. But somewhere, you know, in my later teens, early twenties, when I was um, had graduated from high school, I was working in healthcare. hadn't gone to college yet. I um, just kind of was inspired to become an attorney, primarily from my experiences working in healthcare and. Just kind of seeing how the system worked, and, you know, that's kind of where I also was inspired to become an employment lawyer, having, you know, worked a bit with human resources and, um, you know, wanting to get a better understanding of the intricacies of our workplaces and, you know, uh, institutions. So it was um, in my early 20s when I decided that I wanted to become a lawyer and that's when I, you know, went to college, went to law school. It was pretty fast and furious from there and i
1: um you know I've, I've been driven to continue since then i mean you have done a lot of work i don't know how you have the time to <sighs> to work and to um i mean just to be able to do everything you're doing you're writing you're a freelance writer you also manage a social media um you know for for the moment law and you, you do a lot of things as well you know you have kids you have twins um, i believe and, and that definitely is a handful. I'm not sure how you're managing that. And your husband also has a crazy busy work schedule as a physician. So you guys definitely have your hands full. How do you manage, um, you know, child care and always picking up, always dropping off, and, you know, always changing the diapers? How do you guys do that? Right. So,
0: so right. So my husband and I, we have three children, and we decided we wanted to start our family early in our careers. Um, he just graduated from his fellowship, uh, Fellowship comes after residency in, you know, the medical world um, this year. So, you know, he's in his first year as an attending now, and I'm in my fifth year of practice. We, we're essentially in school at the same time, graduated uh, around the same time, we started our careers at the same time, but, you know, medicine's kind of a lengthier training um, period. So, you know, it's it's been a real collaborative effort on our part to give ourselves um, the most equality we can in our relationship. And, you know, we, thankfully for me, you know, I and my husband, we both care about each other. You know, we both really want each other to have a great experience as parents and professionals. So we give each other a lot of grace. We give each other a lot of, you know, leeway when we, we each need it. Um, we help each other, you know, reach our professional goals. You know, at home, of course, you know, there's a lot of conversations about what's going on that day, who will be taking care of what. Um, there was a point, where i you know i I wanted to be home more so my daily schedule it's not going to the office every day anymore it is you know being home more working from home um taking care of a lot of things that happen you know throughout the day at home but he's also really good about um pitching in and doing his part you know as a father and husband and now that he's in his um you know working as an attending at his hospital he has a schedule that essentially allows him to be home like two weeks of each month. He has a one week on, one week off type schedule. That's his full time schedule. And so the weeks that he's on call, you know, they're very busy weeks and he's, you know, frequently at the hospital, but he's of course at home too. But then the weeks that he is not on call, you know, he's home with us fully. And so that's, you know, it's really great to have him there essentially just, you know, with
1: me, um, tag teaming, (laughs) moving with the kids and everything. It seems like you guys definitely have a great um, working relationship, um, you know, not just from a marital perspective, but also around how do we both manage our careers? How do we both um, align, you know, our personal and professional and also our marital life, right, and our family life so that everything is kind of in sync? And I think that that's a perspective that a lot of people are trying to, um, to get to, right? Um, because mm-hmm. it's hard for them to really reconcile whose career is priority or, you know, if it's the same priority for everybody and, and you know, who is going to be doing what, when, and, and even sometimes why. And um, it's the same thing for us. So my husband and I, we, we obviously, I mean, it's very funny. We're both engineers. We both work for the same companies. And we are constantly just trying to figure out, you know, who is doing what. and But now we are at a stage where we don't there's even, like, literally – Zero communication around who is doing what because we've kind of divided everything up to the point where it's, you know, it's not who is doing drop off and pick up. It's you're in charge of this aspect and I'm in charge of this mm-hmm. aspect. And, and and so we're not constantly fighting over the details like, oh, but you were the one that was supposed to do drop off and pick We're not doing that anymore, right? So, right. so basically, <laughs> we're doing it's more around you are in charge of this child, I'm in charge of that child. Or, you know, you're in charge of the kids, I am in charge of all the cooking, the groceries, or you are in charge of everything, the garage, the home maintenance, the yard work, the trash. And so there's kind of like, if you, our house is kind of like a map where everybody knows Mm -hmm. their lane, like you kind of know what you're in charge of. And it's actually reduced our it's reduced any kind of conflict because we don't argue over like simple things like you were supposed to be the one to do the laundry and you didn't do it like all of that is no longer part of part of our, our, our conflict. So I'm very grateful for that, and I think I, I love what you said about, you know, you guys just being able to work together um, to make things work as a family. So um, tell me a little bit about how the mom-at-law started, because that was something that was very, very, um, you know, you, it, it seems like you started not too long ago. You've been able to grow this community. I mean, it's part humor, right? It's part humor, part, um, you know, resources, path solution, and somehow you've been able to bring the world of being a working mother and just having fun with it and really understanding, mm-hmm. sharing the challenges that moms have, but also sharing some of the solutions. Can you walk us through why you started the Mom-at-Law and you know what you've been able to accomplish in the last couple of months? Yes, absolutely.
0: So, I, you know, I initially it began when I, I first started doing some freelance writing in early 2016, around the time my son turned one, and I wasn't really ready to write as myself yet, so I came up with this pen name, um, The Mom at Law, and so, I, you know, I published under that for a little bit, and I, you know, I knew for a long time that I wanted to have a blog and to have uh, a presence, you know, um, beyond just writing for other sites. And so in late 2017 is when I actually, you know, I decided that I would launch my blog and, you know, I called it the mom at law that it just seemed like a natural step given that I had, you know, used that um, for so long. And so, you know, my goal with the blog really was to unite kind of my personal and my professional identities and my interests. And, you know, as you said, a lot of that involves my work helping, you know, mothers and fathers, you know, primarily, you know, working mothers um, and all mothers generally, you know, whether you work, whether you stay home, um, regardless of where you are in your motherhood or career journey, um, you know, my goal was to kind of speak to those audiences and um, share things that are helpful. You know, like I have a site. I have a place on my website um, called Working Parent Resources where I share, um, you know, sites and organizations that are helpful for mothers in the workforce and mothers who wish to return to the workforce, and then of course I have the articles that I publish, uh, where I share information about maternity leave or, you know, career obstacles, career goals, and then I I have the memes and things that I create that are kind of just primarily humor based, and so it's been kind of a balance to. Um, figure out exactly how much of each I want to have each, you know in my online presence each day <laughs> it's a juggle I you know there's there's really a lot more that I would like to do over time I'd like to write a book there are maybe um, courses things that I'd like to create that could be helpful to working mothers um, and you know even things beyond that but of course you know I, as you said there's so much to do in a day and my kids are still so young and you know I'm, I'm juggling so much already so that there are these kind of little goals and dreams of mine that are kind of still floating out there that i can't really pounce on at the moment but it's out there and you know that's that's kind of the direction i'd like to take um the mom at law over time like i, I would like to, it to be something you know a resource um for mothers at all stages of their lives and you know something i hope to see continue grow
1: it looks like. I mean, it looks like you're you're definitely doing great work there. And but I I personally um, stalk stalk the moment law, especially the Instagram page, and you know also also of course the the website. Um, a, a lot of resources there, um, obviously for for working mothers and for career women. So tell us um, a little bit about you know what your well, I mean, what is your goal, right? Especially with um, with the mom at law, and, and and you know, how how has that really helped you? Um, because I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself, right? <laughs> because I, with mother, honestly, it's definitely been a life changing experience for me personally, and also in the way that I mother. How has you know mm-hmm. all of those experiences changed the way you mother? And you know, are you able to um, you know bring in some of those lessons? I mean, obviously, you're sharing a little, you know, a lot of things from the heart, right? And a lot of things from your experience. But how has this really helped you um, to be a better mom, a present mom, and really, um, you know, again, while you're obviously you know working on your professional um, advancement? Also working on being the best mom that you can be to your kids. What are, they, what are some of the advice you have for women on how to properly align their goals, their ambitions, and um, and also create time for something like the mom at law? A lot of people don't know how to do that. You know, what what? Mm. How did you? How did you do that? What was some of the? What were some of the key steps you took? Um, I, some of the
0: steps I took, um, you know, setting up boundaries has been an important thing for me. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that I share about my family and about my children, but there are a lot of things I don't share. You know, I don't really personally share like photos, names, certain identifying information. I don't share embarrassing stories. I don't share things that in 10 years they might, you know, look back and say, why did you say that? Like. <laughs> I try to be really respectful of them, even though they're so little. they my twins are a year and a half. My oldest is four and a half. Um, you know, I don't really want to wait. Have to wait for them to tell me not to share something. I want to continue using my judgment and discretion as a mother to, to determine what I share. I'm still, you know, I'm still their protector, their guardian, even though I have this online presence. So I think having um, the mom at law for me has been it's been a really good way for me to identify, you know, the boundaries that I exercise and, you know, what I share about my children online and what types of what, you know, what their um, social media presence is, because, you know, I do have a personal Facebook and I share photos there and, you know, little stories and anecdotes, but it's been a really good exercise in kind of the respect that I have, you know, how I show my children respect and how I care for them. And also, um, you know, professionally it's, it's been a good way for me to kind of reaffirm the decisions that I've made. I went through a lot of, I'd say, you know, internal strife and struggle. Like I would say two years ago was when it was at its, the height of that. And that was just before I switched status with, with my law firm um, to go off counsel and to not be full time. And, you know, I really, I really struggled at different points with that because I would wonder, you know, what does this mean for me as a professional that I want to be home more? You know, not just that I'm overwhelmed, you know, with work, but that I really want to
1: be home more, you know, with my son. What does this mean for me? Like, what, what does this say about me <laughs> as a professional? What kind of, you know? And I think a lot of, um, a lot of women that work part-time question themselves that way too, Right. Especially, yeah. you know, when they when they make that decision, um, they suddenly feel like, oh my God, you know, am I am I not a working mom anymore, or I am I, you know, is my career or is my degree right a waste of time or a waste of money, um, and 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 then of course when you look at the women that are staying home, you know, the it's the, the perception is also very different, right? They, mm-hmm. they some yeah. of them feel like. Um, they've wasted their degree, or they've wasted their time, they've wasted money, they have all the student loans. So I can definitely see where, you know, you're definitely questioning yourself. But I think, I mean, one of the things that you mentioned that really, that really stuck with me is that you made that decision to be home. It wasn't like you were burning out. It wasn't like you were, you know, the work was too much or you weren't able right. to, to handle. It was more around, you know what, I really just want to be there for my kids. Um, You know, they're little, this time with them is precious and I really want to be there. And that's something that I struggle with personally as well is, you -hmm. know, my kids are are little and I'm starting to have more babies. You know, my son is 19 months and I'm, you know, I'm delivering anytime soon. I'm 37 weeks pregnant or 36. I'm not sure because I'm not keeping track. I'm too busy to keep track. (laughs) But, you know, I'm I'm here thinking, oh, my God, you know, what am I going to do with all those kids? I really need to be home for them. Um, But at the same time, I know that I love my career, I love what I do, I love getting out of the house in the morning, I love coming back home to their smiling faces. And so, again, I love that you were able to find that balance, because that's something that a lot of people definitely don't have the luxury um, to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, to find that balance. I, I'm, I love that you were able to do that. So what are some of the positives that have come out of that, you know, when you, you when you made this decision? What are some of the positives that you've seen? And how has that, you know, did that confirm that you made the right decision? Or do you think that you should have, you know, maybe maybe stay behind and, and, and work full time?
0: Right. So I think, of, you know, a positive thing, and you, you know, you did, you said the right thing there, you know, but it. It, it is kind of a it's a luxury to have that. It's a privilege to have that. I mean, there are a lot of people who, you know, can't even give a second thought to not working as often as they do. And so I do recognize that, you know, that it is, you know, I'm fortunate in that way that I was able to step back. And, and it was a challenge. My husband was still in training. So it's not like, you know, it was a simple decision. Um, you know, training physicians don't make as much as they do when, they, when they're finished with their training. So, you know, like any other family, it was a real um, financial challenge like he had to work extra he you know once he was in his fellowship he would work nights you know and so that I could have this um, reduction in income so it wasn't you know a total um, totally simple decision on that end but it was something that we talked about we worked through he understood that it was important to me and and I am happy that we were able to do that because I felt like it gave me a bit more ownership over motherhood in my career because before that I felt a little bit. And I I have an incredibly supportive employer. I'm still with her, um, Lindy Korn, um, the law office of Lindy Korn in Buffalo. And, you know, she was always supportive. She always listened to me. But, of course, I still have these little pockets of frustration and pockets of, um, I guess, sadness, you know, that I held with me because I felt a little like I was not in control of my, um, you know, of my motherhood and of my career. And so... I, you know, I really had to listen to those feelings and follow those instincts, and doing that helped me feel like I was, you know, following the path that was meant for me. And I know that path isn't going to be the same for everybody. So I think, um, you know, doing that really helped me understand that, you know, there are seasons in life, and this, in this particular season, I think, you know, working from home. you know, not going to the office every day. Like, that's good for me. And, you know, obviously it's not going to be the decision that's right for somebody else, but it is the right decision for me. And I think um, I've been able to kind of connect those experiences, like, and share them on the mom-at-law because, you know, we're also different. There's uniting strings, but there's also those little pieces that make us different. And I think it's been helpful to...
1: Just share that experience and unite people through our differences I mean that's amazing um, definitely thank you so much um for sharing that um, so one of the things that obviously a lot of women are struggling with right now is um, just being able to you know just being able to really get themselves you know in a routine of Yes, I'm a working mom. Yes, I really need to, you know, set my agenda for my family. I need to set my agenda for my work. I need to set an agenda for my marriage. And all of those things need to work. And um, and also we're looking at a generation of, um, you know, women that are con- constantly stressed, tired, overwhelmed. With everything, And they're trying to do it all. And so it's very refreshing to hear and see, right, that, you know, we have people like you that understand that, yes, you have a career. Yes, you you want to progress in your career, but at the same time, you can't do it all. And so and I think that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people have not been able to grasp is that they cannot do it all. We've kind of been told that we can do it all, that women are supposed to do it all, and um, more and more women are working longer hours, you know, at home um, and at work, and, and, and the result is that we are suffering for it. We are stressed, we are depressed, we are not happy, um, and, and we're just irritated half of the time. So what are some of the tools and resources that you have seen that has helped, you know, women that are basically trying to juggle everything at the same time. And I know this, this is something that, you know, you've also talked about on some of your Mother Honesty articles and some of the articles that you've written. But what are some of the tools and resources that you think that women can start using or start applying in their daily life to really tone down this expectation that they need to be doing it all? Because that's something that is just prevalent right now in a society where everybody wants to lean in and, you know, be that right. badass woman. And, um, you know, somehow our health, in our and our you know and our family at uh, paying for it
0: right I think it's important for women to you know realize that this idea of having it all you know when we say you know women can't have it all like it's men can't have it all either men have never had it all like some people like to make the argument that you know women can have it all because men have it all it's a different um, standard that men are held to you know when people look think about men traditionally you know, in the 50s, 60s, even, you know, now because, you know, so much of our society is still uh, reflects, um, you know, this, uh, the structure of work and home life that, you know, began back then. Um, you know, men weren't expected to go to work and take the kids to school and cook dinner and do the laundry and, you know, keep their wife happy. Like, they should be doing those things, (laughs) but that wasn't the expectation on men. The expectation on men was that they would go to work, and that would be their job, and then they'd come home. And, of course, no woman today, uh, most women today, you know, wouldn't be okay with saying, yeah, sure, that's their only job. But the societal expectation for men has typically been that that is their only job, and so when when people say, you know, men have had it all, men traditionally have not had it all because they have not been held to the standard that women have and, you know, continue to be held to. Um, you know, when people think of the term having it all, they think of, you know, juggling the kids and juggling all of the responsibilities associated with the kids and juggling their jobs and being the perfect professional and the perfect wife and the perfect homemaker and the perfect housekeeper and the perfect everything. And nobody has ever succeeded at doing that like all of that at once. Nobody. Not even men. <laughs> so that's why I'm really comfortable with saying, you know, no you can't have it all. No you can't do it all. Women or men, nobody. You know, it you can do pieces of those things each day Um, to various degrees, and you can maybe do all of those things, but probably not perfectly all at once, you know, being a full-time worker and a full-time, you know, you're going to need a little bit of help, and it's okay to take some help, you know, it's okay to share the responsibilities with your spouse, or to hire outside help if you can, or to rely on family. Um, You know, my mother, my family, you know, growing up, my mom was a working mom, Um, my dad didn't work as often and, you know, they divorced when I was a teenager. But, like, I remember, you know, we had, like, this patchwork of care where, like, neighbors would help put us on the bus or, you know, an uncle would come, you know, and help us, you know, before or after school. And it wasn't this, um, you know, luxurious outsourcing of help. It was, like, a down-and-dirty, who-can-help-today type thing. (laughs) And so, you know, it's been that way for a long time for many families. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging the fact that it takes a village to raise a a child and you know we all have various degrees of help and we all have different circumstances and you know but i think it's important to look at whatever your circumstances are and to give yourself grace and to not think that you have to do every single thing all the time like i think it's important to acknowledge that throughout history you know people have relied on the help of others and that this notion of you know Doing it all, all the time is just a
1: fallacy. <laughs> it is. So what do you do for fun? Let's let's get off work. What do you guys do for fun? How do you guys spend time together as a family? And, um, you know, what, like, what do you guys, what do you guys, especially, I mean, it's it's a Friday, you and I are chatting on a Friday. So what do you guys have planned for the weekend? Is there anything exciting coming up? How do you spend your time, um, you know, with your so kids, we especially chance, weekend. We have like
0: to travel, you know, we don't. Get to travel as much as we want, but what we really try to like get outdoors. Um, my husband and I enjoy hiking, and you know, with all the little kids, we can't do that as much easily. <laughs> but we still like to take them out, um, you know, to parks. And we live near Niagara Falls, so we like to go to the falls. And there's a lot of like rivers and lakes in the area, so we like to go there, you know, play, you know, in the yard with the pool, or you know. Um, so, you know, that's fun for us. And, of course, we have all these little memberships to the zoos and museums and things. So we've always tried to, like, take our kids to these places just, you know, because it's really fun for them. And it's a little fun for us, too. You know, it's fun watching them. And um, for me, it reminds me of being a kid myself. So I, mean, I like going to the science museum and kind of running around with the kids and seeing what they get into. But, um so yeah, so you know, as a family, we try to do little road trips here and there as we can. We try to take longer vacations when there's time, um, hopefully more than a couple times a year. Um, but we do a lot of, you know, getting out, kind of exploring locally. And um, my husband and I too, like, we try to go on little date nights or date afternoons. They often are for us. <laughs> At least, you know, once a week, um, we'll have my mother-in-law or my mom, you know, help watch the kids, and we'll go out and um with the fall coming up every fall we like to go to like the live theater shows you know our our community has a lot of those so doing stuff like that's really fun for us i think as the kids get older we'll introduce that to them too since that's been a tradition of ours for a long
1: time that's awesome you guys definitely do have your hands full especially with the with the twins and and um all the amazing work that you do and your husband obviously definitely does have a a crazy busy busy schedule as well so kudos to you guys um where can our listeners find you? I know you are on Instagram, you are on Facebook, um, and obviously you have a website. Can you um, help us with where our listeners can find you? Sure. So my website is um,
0: www.themomatlaw.com, and then uh, all my social media is also at themomatlaw. It's um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, so I'm not on Pinterest as much, you know.
1: <laughs> <if> you <schedule laughs> I don't enough, even know that I'm but, on, yeah, on Twitter I at all, I'm so <laughs> I, I have decided to only focus on one um, platform at a time. Right now it's Instagram, and even that I'm not as active as I would love to be, but, you know, we're, we're definitely all, you know, getting there, I think. Somehow, yes. everybody has become a social media guru, even though we did not go to school for social media. So, so it's, it's just wonderful to see how, you know, it's easy to kind of pick Instagram up and, and be a pro in a matter of months.
0: Yeah, um, I feel yeah, like, like if staff, this was you know, two years ago, I'd be like, months,
1: what are like we doing? What is this? But somehow, I get it, and it's working. So, I have no complaints <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and I know you you guys also celebrated over 50,000 followers on Instagram, so congratulations on that. Definitely, oh, um, you. you know, the, the work that you do is resonating and one more, and more women um, definitely find, um, you know, uh, they, they find a good, um, you know, haven, I guess, um, coming to the mom at law and, and finding, you know, inspiration and support and, and humor and laughter. And I think that's why I come and um, definitely check check the mom at law out on Instagram. It's definitely a fun page to follow. I love it, and, um, and also, you. <laughs> um, you know, you, you're going to be at the Summit, so we're, we're excited to have you. I'm excited to attend. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, talk to you later, Candace. Have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. Enjoy your weekend with your family, and it's nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Blessings. Great talking to you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, we urge that you go on and rate, review, and subscribe to the Mother Honestly podcast.
1: Also follow us on Instagram.
0: Yes. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can reach out to me, the podcast manager, Kristen Baffo, at Kristen at MotherHonestly.com.
1: I'm so excited we have our own email. It makes us I feel know. legit. Well, see you guys when you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Thank you. Thank you.